In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Baden. I'm Dave. And this week, we are reviewing Channel 4 Spaced. So, sit back, relax, and don't wait. Don't because we left it a few weeks blessed was just, and I think we've mentioned it at the end of every episode we go oh shit we forgot we forgot we forgot she would like <coughs> do you have that do you have that I, I do I do I do it's, it's from Riz and, and I do apologise I, I, I think I kept saying we have said every episode that we were going to you know mention her and, um, <laughs> it's been like a month <laughs> it's been a month now I do apologise so yeah here we go uh, so we're talking about um, while well, we're talking about Toast to London it says hi there just want to say as an American I absolutely 110% get Toast of London um, she's referencing to the point that I, I think I made a comment saying that most Americans don't really you know get out humour type of thing get British comedy yeah, yeah uh, found your pod at um, in the Toast of London subreddit I also enjoy Mighty Boosh and the show you were thinking of but couldn't remember the name of Richard Ayoade is that how you pronounce his name? Ayoade um, yeah A Dark Place which I used to fall asleep to is Comfort Noise all all that to say there are a few of us who love your comedy I do have friends I can talk about it but there are few and far between so you're not technically wrong um, enjoying the episode we'll definitely check out more have a magical whatever time of day or night it is where you are so thank you for that Riz and yeah no thank you like um, I feel like <laughs> sort of like egged her on be like no no we'll, we'll do it next no, week we'll do it seriously. just forced her to listen to a month if you keep listening <laughs> if you keep listening I, I, I will definitely be okay I'll let you know I mean you'll already know in hindsight but yeah I'll message I'll message and then yeah whatever and if that's all you're waiting for and you you never and listen and again and you can subscribe yeah very good fair yeah. player just waiting for, waiting for waiting for a comment to come up how are you David yeah man I'm bitching I'm good <laughs> absolutely fine um, and then I guess I got one thing to get out of the way because I said I would okay uh, hello to the people at work that asked me to say hello <laughs> Oh my god, really? Yeah, they did. And I went, well, do I have to? And they went, no. And I went, well, fair enough. I will. That's the right answer. So, yeah. This is why we need a Patreon at some point, just so we can get you and me from not working anymore. Um, actual <laughs> jobs, and we can do this full time, so we don't have to do shit like that anymore. Well, no, I don't have I to. Bet they, I bet they're buzzing at your work. Like, oh my god, Dave, I fucking did that, didn't he? I oh, don't. I said hello on the bed. <laughs> And I bet they're going to rip into you because I've mentioned that before. Oh, Dave, mate, you're fucking, yeah, you're fucking mate to twice. I love how you, I love how you think um, I work with a load of Geordies and Leeds. I know, I know. It's it's the only, yeah. It's you only uncultured you swine, you need to get out more. <laughs> hey, up love, got some Yorkshire puds. <laughs> Is that what they sound like, huh? <laughs> They'll fucking hate that. <laughs> oh, well, who do you work with? I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely don't brilliant. know. Yeah, you just work, work from home. At the tax, I create I, at the taxpayers' tax expense. expense. Oh, mm. well, we're not going, any, <laughs> going any further than that. Um, but <laughs> I don't have to speak to anyone. Then it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Hey, how God. are you? Sorry, where my man is? Thank you, David. Um, how are you? It's it's all. I'm, I'm I'm very good. Obviously, we've seen each other over the weekend. We went to a friend's birthday party, but mm-hmm. before that, I did celebrate Star Wars Day. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful. We had um, 
yes, essentially my whole living room was all blanket forted. All, all my all my toys were up, and we watched uh, watched every Star Wars film up until Force Awakens, and um, we made um, blue milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, little um, macarons with like different Star Wars characters on, and it was oh yeah, and pe- a BB-8 pizza and a Death Star pizza. So we had a great little Star Wars gathering. Ah, oh, sweet. I didn't. Hmm, I think I've said one of my one of my um, one of my close friends. Uh, their birthday is May the fourth, so it's always kind of overshadowed it because they're not really into Star Wars as well. Of course, so. it would be standard. Yeah, I know. It's typical. I mean, I guess because then you think everybody go, oh, you must love it. I think that would automatically make you hate it. I think I would be like that, you know? Mm. Like Yeah, yeah, just get badgered all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Saint um fuck Saint George, man. And William Shakespeare. Because they they share well obviously. No one cares about Saint George's Day really. But there is um yeah, it's cause of me. Because of you, I because <laughs> your birthday's on there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, imagine being imagine being born on like Christmas Day. I know a few people who were born on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, weirdly enough. And it must be an absolute nightmare. Hmm. Yeah. You don't, you don't get as many presents. No. Nah. Can't be having that. Gotta be. Um... But the thing is, I think it's um, if you're born in like December, then it's probably mo- almost guaranteed that your parents had sex on Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I thought maybe it must be common because where well, a lot of people we know all spring and summer babies, spring babies, for hence summer loving, I suppose. Summer loving, and you can go for pregnancy through the colder winter and have all the nightmares of a kid through summer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. People say it's great on the other side of it, don't they? But then. I think once you're able to speak to a child and actually form a relationship, I, I bet it's really fun. But I think the first three years is probably rubbish because, you know, babies don't form any memories until they're three. Um, so it's like, what's the point? You can do anything in those three years. <laughs> and that's why everybody ends up so fucking damaged as they get yeah. older. And, and relationships get torn because of a yeah. nightmare. No, just, I mean, because you just think, oh, well, fuck, fuck the baby. It's fucking whatever. And they're like, <laughs> the baby, yeah. fuck, I don't remember this anyway, you stupid bitch. <laughs> He's swearing for another fucking kid. He won't fucking swear for you. I'll swear for a fucking kid. That's all you yeah. fucking fell anyway. And then, and then surely enough, that <laughs> twat ends up stabbing somebody in a McDonald's and that's it it's all because of children David that's the lesson we've learned today (laughs) anyway spaced so (laughs) I actually completely (laughs) forgot I actually completely forgot wow (laughs) so space David yeah uh, what is space about? Friends Tim and Daisy, 20-something North Londoners with uncertain futures, must pretend to be a couple to live in the only apartment they can afford. What is your prior knowledge to this? Go on, David, spill the beans. Um, I think I've watched about four episodes of this, like, years ago. Mm. Um, loved it, and then just didn't... Didn't bother, yeah. Just didn't, just didn't carry on, I don't know. Like, I think... Um, I think I do that with a lot of Channel 4 shows. You know, I went I went through watching Fresh Meat a lot again. Fucking hell, Fresh Meat um, needs to give a lot of thanks to this fucking show, doesn't it, really? Yeah. When you think about it. But, um, and then, not for any reason, you just you just sort of like, they don't have the um, the big cliffhangers, do they, like, 20 years uh, yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Like, wanting to go on another episode it's- and stuff. 
they didn't. I didn't feel inclined. Not have a bad reason to carry on, but you, you're right. There was no. There was no like little little twist at the end or something yeah. like that to kind of go. Oh, what's going to happen next episode? Oh. It's just yeah. They just you know, cool, the, nice little day in the thing. But loads of it was great. I mean, like it's still the you know the writing comedy like Simon. Sorry, the writing duo with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, and then him like early. Directed, and then you can you can see like you could see Shaun of the Dead in this. Yeah, but you can you can see a, a lot of his style, you know, like oh, later oh, on films. Because he's absolutely yeah, okay. Like people like say, oh well, he's not, you know, he's not as good without Simon Pegg, and yeah, he's not. But like his style is amazing, you know. He's, like, I think he's, he's not as good as a writer without Simon Pegg. No, no, no. But he's a great director. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, is you know it's an Edgar Wright film when you see it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's obviously not as it's not his first thing he's done, but I think it's the first one where he's obviously teamed up with Simon Pegg and all that lot, and kind of got more comfortable with his own style. Because mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of stuff that he did prior, because he started very young, Edgar Wright. He was in his twenties, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, because I think he did bits and bobs on TV and stuff, and he um, <laughs> and a lot of people thought he was like the the runner or the best boy or like you know the the you know, someone given. You know, getting the coffees and teas and that. He's a cool looking fucker, and he's like bohemian looking guy. Yeah, but so. he, he was he started very young, and people didn't realize he was the director when they would go on the sets. You know, like wow. lighting people and cameramen and that. Yeah, and um, and he he made it. I think he made a sh- he made a he did make a film, um, back in like nineteen ninety five. And it was, uh, yeah, it's called The Spoof Western, A Fistful of Fingers. It's mm. obviously, you know, kind of going on a homage of first Shaun of the Dead, early Shaun of the Dead type crack. Yeah. And he said he wasn't really, he wasn't really happy with it. And, but it, it got like the attention of like Matt Lucas and David Walliams. And um, yeah, they got them work on a few little, you know, directing bits and bobs mm. for like Channel 4. You know, did little off episodes of like comedies you've never heard of and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, and then he got... And then you got to make this, so you kind of built up a lot of goodwill at a very, very young age yeah. <laughs> to to be able to make space. And in space was like it's pretty much the precursor to Shaun of the Dead. There's a, there's a lot of that crack. Oh yeah, and it's, definitely. And it's all it's all the same actors and stuff. And, yeah, and obviously, does, obviously later on has the actor who voiced Darth Maul. I'm sure you're going to mention it. So we'll um, yeah. We'll, no, we'll I'm not. Not that. really. Wasn't really. But doesn't it make the. Um, you know, obviously, who plays Daisy in this, uh, Jessica Hines, yeah? Yeah, they kind of meet in the middle, don't they? Yeah, in Shaun of the Dead. Dead. And I, I suppose if you did watch this prior, that kind of would make that whole bit way more satisfying, you know? But it's 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 a cameo, isn't it, of Spaced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like the way, because that, that's very much how their relationship is in this whole show kind of thing. Just like, and the kind of oh, and the kind right. of act like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, we used to live together, you know. As minutes, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. So I think I think it's that. I think that was definitely a reference for it, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so oh god, who else? Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you have Nick Frost. Obviously, it, it was his, uh, it was his first thing he um, ever did. And um, interestingly, he, he um, Edgar Wright didn't didn't want him. Really. Because he he was originally a waiter and he had no acting experience, and the only reason he got the role was because um, Simon Pegg was actually his roommate, and he thought he was hilarious and forced Wright, Wright, Edgar Wright to like you know give him a part. Wow! I thought he was brilliant for it, and he obviously he was right. But he was I think Edgar Wright at the time probably just thought like, well, I'm not getting a non-actor because you know you know because the nightmares on set. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't say he was like against it. But he was like very skeptical of the idea, as you mm-hmm. would be, you know, without like auditioning anyone or anything like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's cool how Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are actual like flatmates. It's similar to um, Turk and JD in Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that type of crack, isn't it? Where like they're actually best mates in real life. But I suppose they were they were both actors. Whereas like it's just Nick Frost, like lucky guy. When you think about it, you know. There's loads of people like that though. Yeah, who've gotten gotten roles because they've known someone. Yeah. I guess yeah but you just would like it even like as a musician you know like if you were like go back to any I don't know everyone like takes piss out of him but if like if you met like Chris Martin or something like that in the fucking you know a uni like an arts university or yeah and like you'd just that. be yeah. like I'm gonna latch onto this guy <laughs> yeah and yeah. he's like, oh, he's like oh, I'm looking for a bass can you play a bass I can, yes I can actually I don't, I'm surprised I haven't told you about it in my now three years together at university but yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you go back you go home and learn to play the bass in three hours as quick and as possible and he's just oh yeah I'm thinking of making a band called Coplay well terrible name Chris but I'll, I'll do I'll do anything you, anything you want yeah that kind of shit yeah. but yeah looking so he's, he's done he's done he's done well Nick Frost um, out of that because really, the um, I think Edgar Wright gets way more credit than um, actually maybe he doesn't. Because when I, because you've seen Baby Driver, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a great film. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it is missing that Simon Pegness in his writing. But is is Scott Pilgrim missing? Granted, it's based on something that already existed. But I it, think that might be the difference. Maybe I'm not sure. Because but, I, um, Scott Pilgrim's great to me. Like no, I I like um, it as well. Um, but he's he's got like. All the visual comedy comes from Edgar Wright. Oh, like, it's say, Edgar Wright, yeah. So the, um, you know, the scenes where there's the contemporary artist that lives downstairs, yeah. um, Brian. And um, it just, you know, like when he's talking about different things, and that's all like, that's all visual. And you can, I mean, even the way he does it, you just know, don't you? You just know. It's Edgar Wright. It's, it? one of the, it's one of the best video essays on film I've ever seen. I think it's called A Million, sorry, um, Every every Frame's a Painting. Right. It was an it was an old YouTube and it's like it's the, the gold standard of, of of film video essays. All right, yeah. Um, he doesn't make them anymore, but oh, like, if you go back, me, yeah. And but even his editing of them is just masterclass mm. and just the way he talks about stuff. And he talked about like Edgar Wright's like visual, um, like visual humor and mm-hmm. like how it's how it's, you know, it, it was talking in like he, he did a great example. He said um, there's like one like I, c- I can't remember what film I think it's like Hitch or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's like the main character going into driving to New York to find her dreams or something shit like that. You, you can imagine there's a million films like it. Yeah. And it's just like it's just you know it's a skyline shot of New York and there's some you know boppy music in the background, some pop music of the time or something. Oh, I'm going to find my place in the city or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then you compare it to Hot Fuzz where it's a character, right, you're going to go off to this random village in the middle of, like, England type of thing. You're going to be a police officer there. And then it's all, like, intercut of, like, him getting getting the train with the plant pot. And it's all, like, different. It's all, it's all like, intercut. And it's just all these, like, little things. And you come... It's... It, it, the pacing of it's, like, genius. Mm. And, it's, and he does that all the time. And instead of just, like, fucking around somebody, he kind of, like, cuts in all these, like, little great little shots to ca- get a character from A yeah. to B. Even them explaining the plan in Shaun of the Dead. Right, this is the plan. And it's like... Dun, 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 That's you know, the most it's memorable yeah. bit of the film. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. great. And he's, um, yeah, he's become famous for that. Obviously, he's not the first person to do that, but he's made it his own. And he's, yeah, he's great. Well, there's there's, lo- there's loads of that in space as it goes mm. on. And it gets quite, like, um, abstract, the more it goes. You know, like, I thought it would be, like, a little grounded thing like maybe a bit like fresh me you know but like yeah some of the episodes get my whether they're almost like acting within acting you know like role playing in like the scenarios that they're in and kind of thing and it's like 
It's well good. It's good. Really and and I know there's one thing. I, I know there's one thing I saw online, and it's, um, it's them two talking about what, what they should do on a nutty out, and it does that like Edgar Wright cutaway thing yeah but instead of them actually filming it it's all just drawings that they've probably just scribbled together to, <laughs> yeah for, for budgetary reasons and I, I love stuff like that and but, but then again most of the best films are made because of like budget restrictions some of the stuff that you have to get around mm-hmm. you know um, going back to Star Wars like we always do I think one of the big reasons The Phantom Menace isn't the best is because he had a load of yes men and pretty much an unlimited budget he had no no one stopping him. Mm-hmm. But the original Star Wars, he had so many blocks, roadblocks everywhere. Well, I use um, With Neil and I as an example all the time. Still haven't seen it. But yeah. um, the, the the writer, the guy who wrote the, wrote the screenplay, he got the directing role and he, on the first day, he blurted out to the whole crew, like, look, I've never done this and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but they were essentially saying that the, the script is that good. And everybody the, the and everybody just went, yeah, don't worry, we'll, we'll help you. And even the even the two lead actors were just like, yeah, we'll just we'll just help you plot the scene together. You, you've seen you've seen once, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did the same thing. They, they tried to get, um, originally they had Celia Murphy attached and that's yeah. what they got the majority of the budget for. Yeah. And he dropped out and they pretty much had nothing. I think they had something stupid like, like under thirty grand or something, which mm. is nothing for a feature. It, it's no. nothing, you no, know. No. And um, so the, they went like VHS cameras, and then the two act, and then the two. Um, so the actors dropped out. So they got the two people who wrote the songs to play the main female and male roles. Mm. And, it's and I think fucking men. And there's only one shot. There's one shot which looks amazing at the end because the whole film looks shit, but it kind of adds to it. But there's mm. one shot. It's like a crane shot of like it's the last shot, and it kind of moves out of her bedroom window. Yeah. And it's beautiful because the rest is so shit mm-hmm. that this expensive. The most I think it was like half the budget just to rent the crane out for the day or something stupid like that, and mm-hmm. we'll have all safety people. That one shot just makes the film just brilliant because the rest is kind of shot on such a low budget thing. But I don't think it would be the same film if it was shot. In, proper cameras and I had you know Silly Murphy and no uh, it wouldn't it's gone it'll, it'll, um, it will stand the test of time now Inter- interestingly I th- this next role you got like Keira Knightley on board because you know once did so well on such a low budget you know won, won an Oscar and, and all that yeah. and I think you got Keira Knightley and the, the who's the guy who plays the Hulk I can't remember his fucking name um, and um, Mark Ruffalo and, yeah Mark Ruffalo and it was like a romantic comedy similar to the ones probably just as well written but it just you know, it wasn't as well received. Had no charm. Had no charm. Funnily, funnily no. enough, um, I guess while Johnny Depp's been t- spoken about a lot lately, um, the the guy, um, the guy whose name I can't remember, shock, the, who directed uh, With Neil and I, wrote With Neil and I, Johnny Depp was a massive fan of that film and he dragged and he, but he said like oh the whole thing was a nightmare, I'm never going to do a film again. He dragged him out of retirement to do The Fucking Tourist because he was like I, right. really, I really want to be directed by this guy yeah and I guess see, see what happens yeah. yeah not knowing the story and then I don't know who the fuck talks about the tourist anymore <laughs> who talked about it then nobody but um, I, I, I think Ricky Gervais made a joke at the Golden Globes that anyone seen the tourist neither yeah. is Johnny Depp yeah you know? yeah I know the poor Even guy he doesn't, he doesn't watch his own films so you know it was kind of a bit of a low blow but um Nah, whatever who cares man it was 10 years ago anyway yeah so so, so space is essentially like a low budget kind of test version of Shaun of the Dead to me which isn't a bad thing you no know? it's great um, and Shaun, of the De- Shaun of the Dead feels like the more complete well, if anything Hot Fuzz feels like the complete article of what they're trying to 
get across here but then the the, the cheapness kind of adds to it though you, you feel like you feel like kids not kids but you feel like people their age are making this film you say that but well I think that, I then. think actually for the time it looks better than most sitcoms and it stands out a lot more than most sitcoms in 1999 that it aired yeah it's old that is that is mad when you think I, did, about I didn't it. think it was that old I'd say that's that, that's kind of my point isn't it like it looks yeah, like I, 2003 I, 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 I was going to say 2003 yeah. and I know that doesn't sound like a massive difference but a lot changed from like 1999-2003 when it comes to television like yeah and um, I I actually think it was ahead of its time and I think I think Shaw's British shows still reference it now. I mean, look at Fresh Meat, which is ten years old now, but still, God, Fresh Meat is like space two, in 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 some ways, you know. It's got that vibe. It's all it's all very un- unsuccessful people who just got an out of university type of crack. I I, I relate. So who's the, who's the female character? Um, it's Jessica Hines playing Daisy. Yeah, Daisy, yeah. Um, I, I related, so, I related so much to her. Mm-hmm. Where it was kind of like, because it's they're not working class, but it's that like middle, it's that middle lower middle class type of crack of Londoners. That's like the shtick of them. Hmm. We just fucking stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely related to that, and her just getting like a degree that she just will never use type of thing. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like you know, it's it's all that. I know. But for, for any for anyone who doesn't know the story, though, if you want to check it out, so it's um, <clears throat> Simon Pegg's character Tim is. Um, it, it's quite interesting the the beginning though, because it kind of mixes with what what you think's going on. Oh, it's great! Just um, the um, the misinterpretation of it, you know. Yeah. Like, but es- essentially, they meet for the first time in a cafe. And through great Edgar Wright montaging, they um, they, they make a joke of it, don't Because you think they've met, that they've been friends for like you know months, and it's like oh, a couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> and um, and they decide to move in together because they can't afford anywhere decent. So they go, so they go like right, well, we'll we'll move we'll move in together. There's a place that's ninety quid a week, but you have to be a couple. So. professional couple so 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 they make a massive deal out of I, th- I thought the joke was going to be that because there's a whole scene of them like trying to memorize each other's like mm-hmm. you know or, or, like birthdays and like friends and, like places they work and like mm-hmm. make up a few lies as well to make them seem like a believable couple type of thing mm-hmm. and I thought they were going to get there and then expecting like because they're rehearsing their lines mm-hmm. before like, you know as they knock on the door type of thing and I thought the, the joke was going to be that the, the landlord whoever just doesn't care and just like oh right like, and they've like rehearsed all this and, and and I guess they kind of don't really yeah but the stress of it comes back doesn't it later when they're chilling with them like, yeah so the chill was so the, the chill with the, the, the landlady and um, Brian the contemporary artist downstairs yeah so he gets him upstairs he, 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 he finds him like naked downstairs <laughs> yeah. and then it just cuts to the, just him chilling at, at the t- you know at the table with him with a glass of wine yeah and it's <laughs> like for those who haven't seen it as well it's not like um, fucking it's not like Only Fools and Horses apartments or anything like that, or like block of flats. It's like, it's like a house converted into where you where you just put a room. Uh, sorry, like a door with a lock on it's a staircase. A big, it's a big, it's a big house. Yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of shit. Um, yeah, and then they get the landlady up, and I think they say something. Oh, how long have you been together? Oh yeah, um, five years, three months, and like three days. I said, like, wait a minute, two days ago you said, um, you know, 
like one day or something like that. You know, yeah, so get, no, get, you get, said get, that three days. So you say that said three that. days ago. I'm like, oh yeah. We, and and the, the best joke in it, I think, was um, was just oh no no like I, I go on the first time we kiss and I, and I go on the um, you know the first time we had sex and then 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 the guy goes like so you had sex before you kissed or something like that. So I was like oh <laughs> yes. Really, the tele the telepathic bit's the best bit for me. It's like oh I wish I was oh, telepathic yeah. right now. Don't you, Tim? <laughs> Pans to him. Fuck. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's great. Comes out of nowhere. It's just fucking like, it's like random, but not for the sake of it. Like, it's just like really, really neatly put together. Really like great, I, I, great ideas just come across in it, you know? Absolutely. But the guy who, um, and you've mentioned him a few times on the pod. So there's a guy later on, he's in Shaun of the Dead as well. He's the, the roommate in Shaun of the Dead. He plays Darth Maul. As you obviously know, David. I'm sure oh, you're gonna uh, go, oh, Peter oh, oh, Serafano. Oh. Yes, and he's gonna and you're gonna go. Oh, I know this as well. Oh. And um, yeah, so he, he played the voice of Darth Maul. But there's a kind of joke in this series where he, um, uh, the main character, like, um, yeah. So the main character Tim doesn't like the guy who's um, who, who voices Darth Maul. And apparently he puts on more of a Darth Maul voice. <laughs> and, and there's also like another added joke thing. I think it's in the episode afterwards where he makes a massive rant saying how much he hates the Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Actually, it's, 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 it always gets clipped every oh, now and then. And he goes with this massive rant, like very detailed. You could tell it's just Simon Pegg, you know, winging it on the spot type of thing of how crap the Phantom Menace is. And I think it is actually to the guy who played Darth Maul. <laughs> it, you know what? This is also like, it's like a precursor of like fucking nerd culture being at like the forefront of everything this, as well. If this came out in 99, because Phantom Menace came out in 99 as well. Yeah. So, so there mustn't have been that much of a gap in filming this. No. So they must have they must have added that in. Unless that's season two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's three seasons, right? Oh, th- yes, there is, you're right. Yeah. So, but he's just, and he, he fucking loves Star Wars, doesn't he, Simon Pegg? Yeah. He's obsessed, apparently. I think he was the only one of the, because he is in Star Wars, he's in Force Awakens, isn't he? He plays it. That's my ship. Uh, he's the quarter, um, the quarter portion guy. Quarter portion. <laughs> 60 portions for the BB droid. I mean, it's nice that he gets put in it, but like, what a fucking, like, what a mental, you know, like when somebody goes, oh, that's Simon Pegg, it's like, well, Well, well no, it was, it, it was because, um, Simon Pegg pretty much got on his hands and knees and begged J.J. James to put him in Star Wars. And J.J. James said, well, it'd be really weird if you played a random alien and he'd be like, well, that's Simon Pegg. So they just put him in a costume. And he was just like, yeah, I'll do anything. And there's actually a lot of very famous people in it. Obviously, you may, most people know Daniel Craig is the is the stormtrooper who gets mind controlled. Yeah. But also, um, Prince Harry's in it. But really? it's Yes, but however, it's... Is he an Imperial officer? <laughs> stop he's um <laughs> no he's he's a stormtrooper right and <laughs> he's right we won't go down that road yeah. he's a he's a he's a stormtrooper but they weren't by contract they weren't allowed to even announce where he is in the film so no one knows where he is but he's actually in the film so you're not allowed to know which stormtrooper he is i don't know the reason why maybe maybe he's something crack. really random maybe he's a tie fighter <laughs> He's, he's just been he's been plastered into it yeah, he does <laughs> the sound the, effects he's just going around going, 
he beats us really bad and goes like, okay, okay, Prince Harry, can you do what? I'll try my best. Whoa! It's just like, okay, and then they just use the magic of Skywalker Ranch to just like re- rejig the, the sound effect and just to get it exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's, your, no, vo- it, that's your voice there, Prince Harry. But, but, but apparently there's there's way more celebrities than you realise that haven't even made it cl- haven't even announced that they're in it. Daniel, they made the Daniel Craig one obvious because he's actually in a scene and he has a line. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the, so many celebrities asked to be in that film. That yeah, there's pretty pr- 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 much every stormtrooper is probably a celebrity, and they just haven't made a thing out of it. The two guys from Crazy. the two guys from the Raid films are in it. In it, they, like, they play Kanja Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs> <laughs> And he's, he's somebody as well. He's someone, he's someone isn't he? Oh, there's, there's someone everyone, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, so Simon, Simon Pegg plays that. Have you just seen the behind the things where it's just like, you know, like he's he's, he's got the he's got like the the headpiece off. I have. I have and he's sweating and he's just like, I burn for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's there like dying in the desert, in like Saudi Arabia, wherever they filmed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where the film... What's that planet called again? Jakku. Jakku. Definitely not Tatooine. No. Why? Uh. Oh, oh! Last thing about Star Wars because we all, we always fucking do this. But the the um, there's a YouTube channel and the I think it's called Fixing Disney Star Wars, and they're doing this project where they're pretty much re-editing all of the new films and mm. not not just re-editing it to make it better because from a filmmaking point of view, there's nothing wrong with the films. No, but, um, but it's it's more narrative. changing the structure. Yeah, we're changing the narrative. Right. So essentially, the big one, and it, they've released a trailer, and it, and it kind of got me excited. Mm. Essentially, they've made Ray and Kylo Ren brother and sister. Uh, hmm. How the fuck do they do that with the power of editing? Do they just add it's, it's editing, but, here it's and editing but they've also added CGI shots in, and the, the, some of the CGI shots they've done is like you can't tell the difference. Mm. It's one of them. But we're in, we're in that day and age when anyone can do it, can't they? So it's mm. it's not. It's still impressive though, and they've got their own like blog. Like the YouTube channel is kind of like a half blog, half them showing a little footage that they've edited together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they talk, they talk a lot about just like the, but they get the fans involved. They show a little bit that they've edited because they, they don't, they don't just change the whole thing fundamentally. They change like scenes that like don't need dialogue. Here, you know, a bit of cringy lines that kind of cut stuff out. Mm-hmm. And they talk about like sound mixing and stuff. You should check it out. I think it's a fixing Disney Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyways. Back to back to best. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say, David? Bill Bailey's in it. He is. Yeah, <laughs> didn't, yeah. Didn't say anything. Yeah. Aye, standard. Apparently, he's only credited in three episodes as well. Mm. So he owns the comic book shop. He was busy doing black books at the time as well, and probably just making a name for himself. On never mind the buzzcocks and stuff at the yeah. time, and d- probably doing a lot of comedy as well. <laughs> yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, but. No, not really. Have you um, have you seen the new Avatar trailer? I have. What do you think? I mean, it looks amazing. In the sense, what I mean is, it looks it's it's amazing to look at. Yes, I mean, but but the first one looked amazing as well. It, it still holds up. I, I don't really see any issue with it. If that came out today, I wouldn't notice anything. Hmm. Yeah, well, I I am uh, I have still haven't seen the first one. If they had just did deleted scenes and she put it in the trailer, people go, oh, wow, the, the CGI's gotten better. It's just like, has it though? It's, it was always amazing. I don't know how you can outdo us. Really. I thought it's just the same story as like a Disney film anyway. Which one? Is it like Hercules or something? The first one? Hmm. 
Well, it's Pocahontas, isn't it? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Not Hercules. Um, <laughs> Bless my soul. Hercules on a roll. Jake on a roll. <laughs> I'm assuming, the wheelchair. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's his name. Yeah, it, it is, it is. Yeah. I, 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 get, I get the meme that no one can name any Avatar characters. I get it. It hasn't got any cultural relevance. All that shit. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Because the, the thing is, James Cameron's a bit of a king of sequels. And he's, he's probably, you know, for the amount of films he's done, I think per capita or whatever the term you want to use, he's, he's probably the best, most successful director ever. No, I know he, he is, and but he's also like a a Titanic twat, you know? Tight, yeah, yeah. I'm the king of the world when he picked up the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, because tight. Well, Avatar has bought two billion, and so Titanic has done one billion, so two films and originals as well mm-hmm. that he's written and directed. They're not like franchise films, no. so it, it, it's kind of impressive. And he, he just he just knows how to attack that Chinese market, man. That's what he, he <laughs> the, knows. Titanic, the, the, though the, the Titanic franchise. I mean, it, the like, it was the, really... um, the uh, well, the first Avatar did stupid numbers in China. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get enough of us, so. But I, I can't see this being as successful. I can't fit. I don't know. But then I would, you know, I wouldn't bet against James Cameron. He's just got something. But it's been such a joke now, isn't it? It's been what? How long's it been? It's been eleven years. In the Western world, yes. But would you go and see it? Well, I haven't seen the first one yet, so yeah. Don't even need to really. I'm not saying like that. That I'm that against him because if he like if he genuinely like directed like. Another fucking Terminator. I'd probably go. Yeah, I'd probably yeah, go. Just off the back of him, I yeah. would as well. Yeah, that was always the problem that Terminator the franchise did. They didn't get rid of him. He got rid of himself, didn't he? He was like, I'm, I'm, you know, the second one, I'm done. You know. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He gets the. He gets the money anyway. Like for the rights, every time. But he only. He only makes a film every like over ten years now, doesn't he? That's like just, a shtick. He just gives got great ideas and just lets other people do spin-offs and all that. Like, he, he, he is he, a money-making machine. To be he fair, just, he, he just likes raising the bar at the bottom of the marina trench. <laughs> what does he? What does he do? Yeah, he's just got. He's just got this big exploration ship, right? And. What is he actually? Well, doing? he's 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 one of the f- he's one of the few people in the planet that has went down like one of the deepest trenches on the planet. Mm. It's in like this little container thing that can withstand however much pressure you would need to get down there. Um, just, yeah. just, his ego's that strong; just keeps them together. It's down there. He, if anything, he's protecting the 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 submarine that he's in because <laughs> he's he's that good at making films. <laughs> what? You can't make submarines though, can you? I don't know. No, no, he protects them when the pressure gets too high. Oh, right, because he's just, yeah, because his ego's like he's, he's just, he's just that, yeah. Can stand like 50 G's worth of pressure. Yeah, like the, like the, the pressure gods are get like, what makes you so good at pressure? And he just goes like, one word, Titanic. <laughs> they go like, get, get yourself in, James. <laughs> he does work well under pressure. So. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, that's only one film, but uh, you know, have you done anything else? One word: Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> he he did that with um, he did that with uh, you know, he, he did Aliens, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he went to the pitch meeting to pitch Aliens. Yeah, and he got up on the whiteboard, didn't say anything. It's it's a famous meeting, mm. and um, 
he wrote aliens and then on the S he put like two little strikes to make a dollar sign and walked out <laughs> it's, it's a twat isn't it? <laughs> like because he um, he has made a shit film there's a uh, granted Piran- it was lo- Piranha Piranha, yeah, but it, Piranha it, 2 it, yeah yeah but that was like his first one that like you know I don't think I don't think you should expect directors to be good in their first film. No, no, true. I mean, um, I've got it somewhere on VHS, man. Just have you? Like, yeah, I've, I've watched it as well. Is it Piranha Two? It's like Piranha Four D or something, something stupid. No, it's Piranhas Piranhas Two. Piranhas Two. Have you ever, have you ever seen a Four D film? Nah, man. I haven't, I haven't seen a Three D film since. Do you know Destination the Destination Four or something? Do you know the crack of Four D films? Like blurry and water and stuff. kind of. So you get this little bit of paper. They did it with Spy Kids four forty, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you get the scratch. And whatever, whenever there's a number on the screen, you have to like scratch it off, and a smell comes off it. It's called like smellometer or some shit like that. <laughs> so, you, so you can smell what's in the scene at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then what? Like oh, but that I don't know. Imagine like, I, it's not literally four D, but then again, three D isn't literally three D. It's just it's marketing, isn't it? It's forced perspective. Is imagine watching term. a war film, right? You know when people die, they shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I don't think they'd go that deep into it. <laughs> so when they shit themselves, are you on the battlefield? Eh? Huh? Would put that in it? You know? um, well, I'm just I'm just not about immersion. That's all. You know. I bet I just bet I bet D D stunk. I'm just saying, like it probably did. You know. <laughs> And then, yeah. what about um, what else would smell bad? Any disaster, really. To be fair, turn the heat like turn the heating off when the Titanic's uh, sinking. Everybody's fucking freezing. Turn the AC on, like minus three. Well, th- there is. Yeah, you could do, couldn't you? I mean, there's some some films that have a pretty much like a seat that kind of moves and vibrates. Hmm. I want them to do the whole thing. How, how about call it like you know five D. Where you have three D, obviously, and mm. the sm- the smell card, and then you have the rumble seats that move around a bit like a like a simulator. Yeah, yeah, they've got it in the center of life, haven't they? In Newcastle. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That and they've still got the, they've, they've still got the same film. It's about a guy who's um who's trying to run, you know, who's like it takes private. a taxi driver. Like, yeah, is it yeah, still yeah. that same film? It, yes, same film. You and, and Jorgen, um, and I can't believe that. It's like over 20 years old. Yeah, and it's like some his wife's pregnant and they go around the tune, don't they, in the car and like, oh my God, you, you, this is what it feels like to be in a car. You know, it's like, like cool. <laughs> no. And then, and then I remember on the car journey home, I was like, wow, that was amazing. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, being in the car. Yeah, cool. I still remember it now. Is I do it? as well. So you, you can't diss it that much. I, I doubt it's there now. I mean, the last time, when was the last time we were there? We actually went together, was the last time we went, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 20. God, it would have been like 10 years now. Yeah, 20 Seriously. Yeah. Mental. Um, nobody knows what I'm on about. Center of life. Don't go. It's, it's, it's just, quite, it's very boring. It's some museum um, with a big blue wheel on the fucking it's ceiling. Like it's, it's like a science thing where you can, I don't know, who cares. But um, God, anything else you want to say on this, David? Uh, no, I loved it though. That I'd like, I thought it was really good. So you'd carry on? Yeah, absolutely. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to finish it, and I, th- I, th- I think it's not very often that we we'll go back. These days, like far back, you know, mm. and um, 
I so think the older the older show we did was um police was it police force or something? Police squad. Police squad. Yeah. That probably is the oldest we'll ever do, apart from hmm, the Twilight Zone will probably be the oldest Maybe. thing we'll ever do. Maybe so, yeah. Man, I've watched that the pilot. And we'll talk about well, it. Well we'll day. talk about it another day. Right. Um yeah, cool. Uh, what do you think the rating is, IMDb? Eight and a half. Eight point six. Mm, pretty cool. What do, th- what do you think the pilot is? Mm, eight and a half. Seven point nine. What? Fair enough. Yeah, it's one. It's It's one of the lower ones. Well, I guess because it does a lot, of, it does a lot of setting up. Like I said, like I've watched a Pilot, few episodes well, pilots, later. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I've watched um, mm. a lot of. Well I've, well, I've watched maybe like three or four the episodes later, and they just get a bit uh, wacky. So maybe like, but you have to set up your characters somehow. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's rare the the hundred sixty third best show on IMDb. Well, that's pretty it's impressive. Not, not too shabby, really. The highest episode is eight point eight. So. Yeah. yeah, Sophie calls off with a dit. Who is Sophie? I guess we'll find out. If carry I guess on we'll watching. find out. If carry on. Uh, where can you find us, David? Yeah. So our subreddit is r slash dbtp podcast. Which we do. Word. We do not run that, by the way. Yeah. No. No. Say what you want. Say what you want. But be nice because there's a really nice person that looks after it for us <laughs> as well. So you know. <laughs> and um, our TikTok is um, DBTP podcast all one word our Twitter is DBTP podcast all one word our Instagram is don't blame the pilot that's all one word and uh, fuck me don't know don't have a PO box it's very 90s uh, fuck am I missing anything no, pip your box. Have we got Telegram as well? Um, fax. Fax. fax, fax. Tell them fax. I'll yes. spit some fax at you. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. Yeah, quite a nice nice little pleasant one, David, wasn't it? Well, uh, before we go, I am just curious because it's a little bit on in the evening, and I and I, I, I refrain from asking you prior. What what were you making? What food were you making? I got no, I got no beef with it. Oh, just f- f- funny enough, when we went to your dad's, I made that. You pasta. Yeah, but with pesto instead, and like a bit of tomatoes and chicken and stuff with some bread. Hmm. Oh, fair. Yeah. Took you, took you an hour. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to eat it as well. Oh, pardon me for breathing, nipple yell. <laughs> yeah, no, cool. No, I, just, I was just I was just wondering. I was like, "What takes an hour?" And I was picturing you were like a big old turkey in the, in the hot in the hot hot sun, you know. <laughs> just thinking, "Oh bloody hell, turkey! I wish you'd cook quicker." But no, pa- pasta with pesto for an hour. Oh well, it didn't, it didn't, didn't take an hour. I'm, I've got people around. Just... Oh, right, yeah. Next week, right? Uh...
<laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>